Allegedly, it's three thousand. I wouldn't know. That's math. I don't know. We we don't do math around here, right? Uh, uh, no, I was told no math this episode. That's your one math equation for this one. <laughs> one thousand times three. You're <laughs> spoiling me. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. GoFest 2021 details are absolute music to our ears. Rockstar or Popstar, all Pikachu are stars. Some preparation today won't keep the gibble away. Niantic just turned Sylvie off, Sylvie on, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 146. It's May 25th, yet another lovely Tuesday evening. I think we're getting some thunderstorms soon. I can't wait. We've just been <laughs> completely lied to about the past few times of thunderstorms, so I'm very jazzed. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. Do you like thunderstorms? Yeah, I mean, they're okay. I, I don't like them because they tend to knock out power around here, but... <laughs> oh, sure. That's a good reason. It's because we have a lot of aggressive wind around here, and that's yeah. really it. Yes, but other than that, if we keep your power on, you're, you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. This And I don't have to go outside. It's A+. a plus. <laughs> I got to go outside. It's like it's like a D-. minus. Right, there you go. Absolutely. Understood, understood. Well, it's been a week since our last episode as as it has been actually we recorded on thursday last week so that would kind of make sense uh as to why i'm looking at this list of goals and being like <laughs> why did i set these so <laughs> so yeah i did say the g word it is goal time let's let's just pay the piper here kyle uh did you do 25 more gbl matches since last recording i did not okay i i should have i really should have but real life definitely got the better of me all real life last week got real yeah man yes, very real gotcha all right what about clean your inventory and uh your stock oh sorry <laughs> what the spent was clean inventory and stock up for gibble community day that's the in progress one i'm working on it my inventory itself for items is pretty clean i still need to clear out pokemon I i'm okay on pokeballs Combining all three, I've got a 900 right now. I, I'd okay. like to almost double that for Gibble Day. Understood. Okay, and appreciated. Um, uh, well, let's just call that one as a completion based on this next one that's on the list as well. Uh, it hit 50 kilometers this, this week. Uh, no. Ooh. This is the one boy. I should have done. I, I missed it by like four or five kilometers. How I many kilometers upset. do you have on your app this week? Because it's... It counts today, too. My goal was to get it for the Adventure Sync cutoff, not oh. by next recording, because that, that would have been just silly. All right. Well, there goes my excuse then. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's one out of three for you. Well done. Well done. Way to pull it through. <laughs> I wanted to catch a good Eveltal, and I had really awful luck. I swear every single one I caught had an attack IV of 10 or 11, with almost no exceptions. Uh, 15s and 14s in the other stats, but attack just 
didn't work for me. Bacon Bird has has it out for me for sure. So I'm still working on a good Yvel Tall. 25 kilometers for the week. I was at 22 or something like that from Adventure Sync, but I've since walked three and a half. Um, so I would like to call it a completion, but I, I will have to conform to Kyle's judgment. So let's call <laughs> that one a miss as well. And then one shiny, any shiny, it could have been another Weedle. Could have been anything. I would have been happy with it. But did it happen? No, no, it didn't happen. So that's a, that's a big old goose egg for me this week. Congratulations, Kyle. Your mediocrity has won the day. <laughs> mediocrity over failure. Yeah, yeah. Any day of the week. Mediocrity over failure. Anyway, let's stop just sulking in our pain <laughs> of our goal setting and the lack of our victory related to those. Why don't we hop right into the news? Because boy, oh boy, do we have some exciting stuff to talk about. Very jazzed. Yo, what up? It's the news. We're going to talk about one thing and one thing only this week. And that is GoFest 2021 event details now normally when we talk about a really large event i will read through it for like about 20 minutes and i'll be like kyle remember all that what are your what's your thoughts on it and he's like oh uh, i don't know can we do a quick summary really quick and i don't know maybe one or two things we're going to do something different this week kyle i didn't even mention this to you but i wanted to just go through this together and i want to get your thoughts along the way because there's a lot of interesting things and interesting decisions made with this year's go fest so uh i'm very excited to hear your takes and i don't want to have to wait for 20 minutes also <laughs> talking for 20 minutes straight is a task <laughs> yeah yeah so let's start off here with the copy that they've written at the top of the blog post trainers with this year being both the 25th anniversary of pokemon and the fifth anniversary of pokemon go we're simply jazzed to share more details of what's in store for Pokemon Go Fest 2021 happening on July 17th and 18th. It's been five whole years of Pokemon Go and we couldn't have done it without all of you. To celebrate, ticket prices will be reduced from $14.99 in US to $5 a piece. They actually mean to say $4.99, I believe. Probably, uh, so... Yeah. This is this is the first big thing I want to stop here. What's up with this? They didn't have to do this. 15 has been kind of the going price of this sort of ticket for this sort of event. And even last year for Stay Fest 2020, it was $14.99, if I remember correctly. I, so $5. That's a big change. What do you think about it? I, I think the next point on this list is is very relevant to oh, okay. the topic, but it's fine like no it's five it, it is five there are no fines <laughs> unless you play pokemon go in the wrong place i suppose true but i i don't know for me i don't see the number in this instance because it doesn't really matter what the number would be i'd be paying for it <laughs> that's i understand that yeah i'm I'm kind of with the same but, mind here but there are a lot of people who have to decide whether it's worth the value for them to spend the money on the game. So I, I, I get that this is a, a huge boon to a lot of people. Yeah, here's hoping that more people can participate than were able to last year. But there are also features for free-to-play players during this event, and we'll get to them very shortly here. But the next point that Kyle was pointing out here is we're very excited to welcome Google Play as the official event sponsor. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 will take place over two days with each day providing a unique experience 
you'll be able to participate in both days of the event with one ticket. So they have a sponsor, which is Google Play, yep. and that will have some effect later on. We'll get to that little bit here. Nothing too exciting to just kind of like derive from that. They've had sponsored events in the past. There's one happening this upcoming weekend for this Verizon special weekend and yeah. other things like that. Um, but Google Play is a big partner. It is, but also it's a big event. That's the big yes. deal for me. It's like, yeah, sure, there's this Verizon event, but it's very clearly an event to sponsor, to show the sponsor of Verizon. Whereas this is an event for Pokemon Go with the name Google Play on it. So it's very true. That's why your ticket prices are down. <laughs> I'm just over here crying in iPhone. Just leave me be. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's not too bad. I, I, well, we'll, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 day one catch on Saturday, July 17th, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. All trainers will enjoy the following features regardless of whether they have an event ticket or not. Hourly habitats are back. They're back, baby. This year will feature four themed habitat hours, jungle, desert mountain, which is one thing. It's not desert and mountain. It's desert mountain, ocean beach, which again is one thing, not two separate things, <laughs> and cave rotating throughout the event. During each habitat hour, certain Pokemon will be appearing more frequently in the wild. The jungle habitat will feature Pokemon such as Scyther, my boy, Apom, Froakie, and more. The Desert Mountain Habitat will feature Pokemon such as Skarmory, Shieldon, Hippopotas, Hippopotatoes, and more. The Ocean Beach Habitat will feature Pokemon such as Dratini, Swablu, Alomomola, and more. The Cave Habitat will feature Pokemon such as Rog and Rolla, Galarian Stunfisk, Dino, and more. Interesting. Huh. One of these has better spawns than the other ones. I mean, of course they do, but <laughs> that's not what draws my attention. What draws your attention, sir? We have a list of 12 Pokemon. Five of them can't be shiny yet. Yeah, that's that's true. Ooh, maybe Stunfisk, man. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah. No, I'm sure we'll find out as we read through here. So let's keep going. That is a little... Ugh. For me, because I like there's there's still really good ones like Galarian Stunkfist can't be shiny, but I don't care. I'm going to catch all of them. Yep. Aloma Molo is, is that one worth more Stardust or is it just odd? No, I don't. I always forget. I mix Aloma Molo is worth more Stardust. I think I'm I'm like 85 percent sure I'll skip it. You get back to me. Shield on again. Great Pokemon. I would really like the shiny, though. And then Froakie, you know, everyone likes Froakie. It's not so bad that it's not shiny, but so it's just a interesting collection of Pokemon to list. Overall, I feel I, I know there were a couple of not shiny spawns at last go fest. Yeah, but not very many. Anything that's added that is not shiny has other value like shield on in particular is a great example mm -hmm. that people are going to catch. And like you said before, you called out Galarian Stunfisk, but there's also other Pokemon in other ways. It's not just wild spawn. So let's keep going yes. here. Raids on Saturday will feature Pokemon such as Hitmontop, Kranidos and Dino plus Galarian Ponyta and Galarian Zigzagoon wearing special costumes will be appearing in raids. Hopefully they're also shiny in those costumes. That'd be pretty cool. 
Pokemon related to music, such as Chimeco, which you get extra starters from catching, so make sure you do that. Cricketot, Audno, and special costume Pikachu will be appearing in the wild throughout the day. Audno also gives you extra stardust, so that's important. And Cricketot can be shiny, so keep your eye out for that one. Get ready for Pokemon Go Fest with a free event shirt avatar item. Yahoo! Shiny Wishmer, Chimeco, Audno, and Timpole will be making their Pokemon Go debut during the event. If you're lucky, you may encounter one. So we're going to get Wishmer, Chimeco, Audno, and Timpole four shinies added right there that is exciting exciting yes. to see although two of them are very rare spawns so right so your, this is your opportunity fest. <laughs> yes but here's the thing is that this is this is stuff that's true for everybody this is free the free content yes yes mm-hmm. so it's still exciting so even if you don't have a ticket you can still kind of shiny hunt a little bit so it's kind of cool on Saturday, July 17th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time, Pokemon Go Fest ticket holders will be able to enjoy the following features. So this is the exclusive stuff with a ticket. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 is a music festival and you're the show director. Help Professor Willow and the team leaders put on an incredible concert celebration by choosing between certain Pokemon to join the festivities. Complete the special research for special rewards, including an encounter with a mythical Pokemon a shirt avatar item, and an exclusive avatar pose. After you complete the special research, take a snapshot for a surprise. Mm. Pikachu Rockstar or Pikachu Popstar, your choice, will determine the in-game music that will play for you during the event. The Pokemon music producer, Judichi Masuda, has produced brand new tracks just for Pokemon Go Fest 2021, including a rock and rolling track for Pikachu Rockstar fans, a high energy electro pop song for Pikachu Popstar stands, and more. Love it. I love how they put stands in there. That's awesome. You'll also get to fill out the rest of your musical group. Will you pick Galarian Ponyta or Galarian Zigzagoon? Gardevoir or Flygon? <laughs> Fly- Flygon. All these Pokemon will be dressed to impress in special event costumes. Flygon's the one that doesn't that doesn't fit, right? Yeah, but whatever, honestly. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. The Global Challenge Arena is back this year. On Saturday, ticket holders will work together to complete a collaborative challenge each hour. If they complete the challenge in time, you'll earn a bonus for the remainder of the hour. You can check the Today View to keep track of global progress. They had this last year. Um, as they implied via the text here and it was great so very exciting to see and this is the highlight for me here you'll be able to complete four collection challenges each themed after a habitat hour during each habitat hour certain pokemon will be attracted to incense during the jungle hour it'll be unknown f unknown g ludicolo chatot leafion and superior during the desert mountain hour flareon unknown f unknown g tyranitar flygon and throw during the Ocean Beach Hour, it'll be Gyarados, Vaporeon, Azumarill, Unknown F, Unknown G, and Sock. And in the Cave Hour will be Umbreon, Unknown F, Unknown G, Gardevoir, and Galvantula. During event hours, Pokemon appearing in the wild and attracted to incense will have an increased chance of being shiny. It will be easier to discover shiny Pokemon in the wild and those attracted by incense on Saturday then on sunday so if you're shiny hunting play hard on saturday for sure shiny unknown f shiny throw and shiny sock will be making their pokemon go debut during the event that's exciting a new shiny unknown 
Throw and Sock both being added is great. And also a reminder that Sock and Throw are, are they, it's an equator split or a hemispherical uh, split? Hemisphere, I think it's east and west. I'm yeah, hemispherical sure. for sure. Um, they are regionals. So if you would like to shiny hunt them and get them out of the way so you never have to worry about the rotations later on again, make sure you you work through Sock and Throw. Uh, as quickly as possible and again saturday they're implying high, uh, higher shiny chance for sure so before we move on to day two um kyle what's your take on the rest of this information mostly um the ticketed benefits well honestly i don't care about this music festival stuff really like, like not even a little bit I, oh I man i can't express any care at all i think it's cool i think it's cute i think it's fun but it's not going to affect my enjoyment pretty much to any capacity. Okay. In that regards, I'm the exact opposite to me. I think having a fun, well thought out, creative sort of narrative behind it, even if I don't read every single word is important to me. I really enjoyed uh, the go fest in 2019 where you had to like do a bunch of different pictures and you built up that, that group to bring Jirachi out of its slumber and you had to take that that one group AR photo, stuff like that really gets me. And so I'm kind of thrilled that this is sort of more of a build your own adventure while you're building your band sort of thing. That's pretty neat. I think the fact that it's music based is why I don't care. I oh, okay. have not had sound on in the game in a year and a half. They oh, added both, sliders. Both we didn't talk about this. They added sliders to the music and sound effects. So you can just... Make them not blow out your speakers. I just don't care. I mean, that's that's great, but yeah. I'm still not going to turn them on because I don't need to hear the sound in the game. It's just will you turn it on uh, just to hear what original music is in this game for the event? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'll be around okay. other people. They can show me. Okay. What a, <laughs> what a what an attitude to have about this. But it's very on brand, Kyle. <laughs> it is. I'm just being honest. I if appreciate they, that. I, I'm okay with the the story element and stuff like that. That's that's what I think is kind of cute about it. I just it's it's not a selling point for me. Okay, well, I can firmly say that I am in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> I think it's wonderful, and it has sold me 100 on this event that I was going to buy anyway. But I'm that much more excited about it. Also, all of these shinies being added and all of the very clear communication about what the expectations could be around shiny rates is yes. much appreciated. I think yes. that's very, very cool. There, there is some good disclosure here, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, even if I don't like it as much. But <laughs> sure, sure. That said, about the spawn, specifically from Incense, also worth mentioning, Chatot is on this list, and Chatot oh, yes. is a regional. I didn't notice that my first read through of this, and I was noticed it while chris read it and i'm like oh i i already have them but there are plenty of people who don't so that's good yep that said i only have one concern looking at this if they do not appropriately adjust these catch rates i'm not catching any of these <laughs> okay because they're they're spawning on incense which means they're showing up every was 30 seconds yep if it's if it's improved incense which it probably will be well yeah they're all final evolutions there are also going to be a ton of spawns surrounding me that I'm going to be catching at the same time. I'll probably take the time to catch the Tyranitar. <laughs> and that's the mm-hmm. only one in particular on this list that I would take the time out to actually catch. Maybe, maybe right. an Azumarill, depending. 
Yeah, I forget that you have to really try to land like excellent throws and stuff. But like, but like even then, a, an excellent curve throw if you don't use a berry on something on a final evolution, depending on what its its catch rate is. Obviously, it's adjusted. Is not the greatest success rate. You're you're not even looking at fifty percent in a lot of those cases. Yeah, if I came across the Tyranitar, uh, and I'm hoping that they're not just spawning like a a bunch of them. Um, I will definitely grub each of them and then just move on and try yeah. to fast catch and then just leave it up to chance at that point in time. Yeah, but I will definitely sure. golden raz and ultra ball and try to make the best curve throw I can. That being said, I would probably say that stocking up on ultra balls in particular based on these spawn pools will be extra important yeah. this time. Good luck with that. Jeez. Ultra ball rate is terrible. Right They've now. been very good about giving them out, though, in those event boxes and bundles of 30 and stuff like I that. I use so. those 30 is not I don't. They're always in these thing in these bundles of 30. And I'm like, that's a five minutes of catching. I don't understand. <laughs> what you got to do is never use them until you absolutely need them. And then you're sitting on 350 like I am. I mean, 350 will still go in like an hour of play. And we're talking about eight it will. hours. It will. And I'll have to make a concerted effort to try to get more before the event starts for sure. Yeah. But here's also something I would like to clear up really quick. Now, you might be hearing us talk about this when we read the copy for it and think huh interesting they talked about a group of shiny releases uh in the other section and they added three more for this one unknown f shiny throw and shiny swalk now are those shinies available to -to free-to-play players technically they're available to everybody when you have the chance to encounter them it is just implied that unknown f throw and sock will only be encountered in the ticketed pool so if there's any confusion about that, that's what I gleaned from this information. I hope that's accurate. I can't think of another way to interpret it. I would also assume unknowns are only going to be spawning from incense. They're not going to be a wild spawn. So And only for people with tickets. I would yeah, imagine. exactly. Yes. They, they are very good about being consistent with their treatment of unknown. So if you want unknown, uh, you got to ante up the $4.99 or whatever the case might be in your in your country. But let's move along here. We'll be here all day if we don't. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 Day 2. The theme is Raid. On Sunday, July 18th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time, all trainers will enjoy the following. Sunday's gameplay will be focused on raids, and some of your favorites will be returning for this epic celebration. Stay tuned for more information. Miss any Pokemon the first day of the event? Don't worry. All Pokemon appearing more frequently in the wild on Saturday will be appearing again on Sunday during event hours. So kind of like a mixed bag, sort of like we had with um, with last year. I think we had a bunch of structured hours for targeted gameplay on Saturday and then during the Team Rocket takeover on Sunday. Just some of like the greatest hits from the day prior were all spawning all at once. So there was that on Sunday, July 18th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Ticket holders will be able to enjoy the following. Earn an extra 10,000 experience in raid rewards when you complete a raid battle. Aw, yes, I'm <laughs> there for that. Spin gym photo discs to earn up to 10 raid passes. These can be used for in-person raids. Complete timed research to earn up to eight remote raid passes. These can be used to join a raid from anywhere. Pick up a free event bundle containing three remote raid passes. This will be available in the shop on Sunday, July 18th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. So just during the event hours and all Pokemon attracted to incense from Saturday will be attracted to incense during event hours on Sunday. So to recap, 21 raid passes, 11 remote and 10 regular raid passes for those of us that have tickets. 
You got to spin the gym photo discs in order to get the regular ones and complete the time to research and collect the free bundle in order to get the remote raid passes. Now, I have to say, that's a lot of raid passes. Yeah, it, it that's is. That's a ton. That's that's a lot. That's very exciting. I think that's that's really cool. Any any yays or nays on any of these details so far, Kyle, for day two? I'm not the biggest fan of it being raid focused, but I, I will still play as much as I physically can based on where we will be. Yeah, and that so, XP bonus is no yeah, joke. XP is no joke. If you're able to travel and get raids done, you're looking at millions of experience in that eight hour time. Granted, you're also looking at probably like a hundred bucks in raid passes, but well, depending. Yeah. Depending on how much experience you want, how many raids you got access to. There's also some details for both days, too. And that's all for what's exclusive in each day. All trainers can expect both event days to feature the following. Trainer photos will be featured in the Today View. Share your photos with hashtag Pokemon Go Fest 2021 for a chance to see them featured during the event. A quick tip for those of you that are wondering why your photos did or did not get featured last year. If you are wearing any unofficial merch, they will not feature your photo. So please bear that in mind. If that is a goal of yours for that day, wear official merch or don't wear merch at all. (laughs) All lure modules activated during event hours will last for three hours. Awesome. Special music created by Pokemon music producer Junichi Masuda will be playing in the app throughout the event. uh, Unless, uh, and that's very exciting. Unless you're Kyle half hatch distance when eggs are placed in the incubator during event hours. Yeah, I'll be hatching some eggs. That's for sure. Pokemon hatching from 7-kilometer eggs include Igglybuff, Chingling, Audino, and more. Reminder that Audino can now be shiny, and Igglybuff has always been shiny. Interesting question, perhaps, around the Chingling, since Chimeco can be shiny. I wonder if Chingling can be hatched to shiny as well. I guess we'll have to get some clarification. Event exclusive field research tasks, special on-map visual effects, and more. Probably like fireworks and confetti again, if I had to guess. Ticket holders can expect both days of the event to feature the following in addition to the other stuff we just said. Open gifts or spin Pokestops to get special event stickers. Yes. Take snapshots on both event days for a surprise. Unknown F and unknown G will be attracted to incense throughout the event. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. I believe G was already shiny, so that's probably why they didn't mention it before. Yeah, that was the one they they featured uh, last year. And that's not all promises of the last part, though, with Google Play as the official event sponsor of Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Trainers can expect fun surprises and exclusive perks. Google Play points multiplier from now until May 30th. Google Play members will get four times Google Play points on all purchases made in Pokemon Go, including tickets. There will also be a special earn rate from July 12th to July 18th. If you haven't already, and there's a link in the blog, so go visit that. Plus, trainers using Android devices on Saturday, July 17th, will be eligible for an exclusive sponsored gift to help power their Pokemon Go Fest experience. Stay tuned for more details. Justice for Apple products. The print at home kits are returning this year for trainers around the world. If you partook in that last year, it was very fun since many of us were quarantined. Seeing all those photos of trainers and stuff with their with their pendants printed out and hung up, that Pokeball kit. There's some cute stuff. Trainers in the United States and Canada will be able to purchase a new Pokemon Go Fest t-shirt. 
from uh, the link that's in the in the blog post. More details to come. Also, be sure to check out the Niantic shop to equip yourself with new limited edition items for a day of adventure and exploration available for shipping to U.S. addresses only. There is also an infographic on the differences between the free and ticketed experiences if you need further clarification or if you're like Kyle and I and really respond well to visual representations of data. (laughs) Hey, hey. Pokemon Go players love their infographics. They do, All and rightfully them. so, because even the stuff that's just made by members of the community are gorgeous. Everybody <laughs> does a great job with them. So many. Lastly, we can't wait for you all to experience the musical adventure we have in store. While we've yet to meet again in the same park and under the same sky, we hope this year's experience can make playing from your favorite places feel extra special. And that's it. That's all we have so far for Pokemon Go Fest 2021 details and otherwise. Uh, it's looking like it's shaping up to be quite the promising event. I think the lower barrier to entry with the $5 ticket instead of the $15 ticket is awesome, especially for younger trainers that might not have 15 bucks. But 5 bucks is not too much to bug a parent for or something like that. That's exciting. More people to play. Uh, and I just I love raiding. So Seeing the day two pivot more to raids instead of the Tingo Rocket content that we had last year makes my heart sing, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to raid. I I enjoy doing raids. It is rewarding to me. But even with the very generous 18 raid passes, which is that's great. Awesome. Technically 21 with the button. Technically 21. Fine. But it's just you can do those 21 raids in an hour, depending on where you are. That's true. But for most players that don't play as hard as we do, or the friends that we have that actually spend money on getting raid passes and stuff like that, 21 raids, especially for free-to-play players, is something to celebrate. That is a lot of raids. No, no, it, it is. But you also still have eight hours of day to play. People who mm. are going to buy this ticket, they're probably going to want to set aside both of their days to play pokemon go otherwise they're probably not going to buy the ticket right it just it feels very strange that the second day is hey take part in this day for some time and then spend more money if you want to take part more that's true but there's also a lot of things that are not flushed out for day two they said there's there's some details forthcoming um, So there might be more surprises there, and that could be why it feels a little thin. Additionally, the remote raid passes are part of a limited research, so that might take some time to work through, which would be added content and added link to gameplay yeah. in order to do so. And there's lots of great spawns still happening throughout the day and exclusive spawns if you have a ticket. Yeah, but the spawns aren't won't have the, the same shiny rate, which is kind of a big deal, especially as somebody who got their favorite shiny on the second day last year. So... It'll be less, but it'll still be higher than normal. Yeah, but like GoFest rates are usually one in a hundred in somewhere in that ballpark. So if you're looking at even less than that, you're looking at one in 150, one in 200. Well, you're saying that this assumes that day one rates will be the regular rates. I mean, I'm going to assume that because eight hours long at everything boosted rate, it would be foolish. Could there be. would be so many shinies. That said, the only info they said that they were promising us was what was going to be in the raids. Everything else is divulged here, at least as far as day two is concerned. 
That's true, but that could make or break the, uh, a lot of people's experiences considering day two is all about raids. So For sure. I've mm-hmm. 100%. Be kind of interesting to see how uh, it is implemented. I, I'm just a little eh because I'm going to do literally as many raids as possible. If the raids are flipping every 15 minutes, we're going to be doing raids every 15 minutes. It doesn't really sure matter are. at that point. I'm going to take out a loan for GoFest. Uh, yeah, I'll be sitting on so many coins to buy remote raid passes. But I know that we are in the minority there. So I know that for some people, they will definitely see this as a much more cash grab than it might necessarily be. Perhaps. Yeah, that's true. We had sort of the we had sort of an issue with that last year, too, because regionals were in raids and those were really sought after for a lot of people because they wanted to get a bunch because, you know, they had friends that didn't have a ticket, etc. Um, so I suppose it is just a, a continuation of sorts from last year. But again, who knows? There could be additional details down the line that might change our opinion on this or not. Who knows? Uh, but we have a couple of things to revisit from here with that one big thing in day two and several little things for day one. So looking forward to seeing what those details will be. Um, in any event, it is a lot of value for $5 and I'm thrilled. Very excited. So we'll revisit this and we're going to move on here for the sake of time and recording and such, because we do have, you know, all of the other sections to get through, but that is the large overview of the Pokemon Go Fest 2021 event details. Um, and we'll be talking about this until Go Fest in a little bit after as well as we do. But let's move along here to gear up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to be talking about gearing up for Gable Community Day. Woo! It's been a long time, I feel like, since I've done a section like this. It's been a long time since there's been a Community Day worth talking about a section like this. But we're just going to be talking about how to get the most value out of your community day and what kind of preparations and planning you can do as we've uh, planned quite a fair number of them at this point. Yes. First things first is the plan. What are you going to be doing for Gibble community day? First and foremost, when you're playing Pokemon go, it's about where you are, wherever that may be, whether you have a local park, whether you're staying at home to play Whatever you're capable of, you want to know what you're going to do beforehand. The less time you spend deciding on stuff like that during the event, just the better. You have one week to scout. Yeah. And timing during the day. Remember, it's a six hour long event. You want to make sure that wherever you're going to go, if you're going out, you have access to bathrooms or you're willing to take a break during the day to go use the bathrooms or get food, depending on the schedule for the rest of your day and how that looks. Mm -hmm. And also related to timing, if you're going really hard on it, you want to leave time to trade after the event, but before the window closes for evolution. For those who don't know, your daily trade limit is 100. So it can take a little bit to work through 100 trades if you're looking for good IV gibbles one way or another. One thing to keep in mind here that I noticed is not on this list or might be implied, and I I just have zero faith in you, Kyle, uh, (laughs) is weather. Make sure if you're in a place like Illinois where it can go from sunny and blistery hot at 82 degrees to raining and windy in an hour that you've got an umbrella 
You've got some ponchos. You got some t-shirts to change into. Got to change the socks if they get wet. You don't want to deal with soggy feet. That's a bad way to go. Yeah. Just be 100% know the weather, especially depending on where you live. Fingers crossed it's not raining. That's please say for please. the God, I will cry. I haven't looked. I haven't looked, but we should be okay. I've been keeping an eye on it, but you know, <laughs> until it's the hour that that weather is happening, it could I don't change. Believe it. Yeah, it could change. But moving on, we have inventory management. I'm talking about this one in my goals both last week and this week. But you gotta manage your items. Make sure you're stocked up on pokeballs. Regular Pokeballs, Great Balls, Ultra Balls. If you're a Plus user, you want to have as many red Pokeballs that you can gather. Although this is one community day where I'd suggest foregoing the peripheral just to catch as many as you can for multiple reasons. One, it's Gibble. You want the highest chance to catch it. And two, it's three times catch experience again. Again. Yeah, buddy. That's right. So you, you want to be able to land those excellent throws because you'll get bank for experience. What is it? 7,100. If you excellent throw in the first catch, it's a little over seven K excellent curveball throw first catch bonus. Yeah. yeah. I've been told Gibble is an easier Pokemon to land excellent throws on. He's a big boy. You see his don't mouth. Belie- I big. don't believe it, but we will see. Okay. Can't. I, I make no promises to anybody. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. As long as I don't have to yeet it a quarter mile like swine up day, my thumbs will be happy. <laughs> um, lastly, for items, star piece. If you're playing hard, it's an efficient use of it, even if it's not an increased stardust day. Although if you are trying to conserve your star pieces for those moments, if you're not spending a lot of money on the game, consider that. But you decide what is best for you. You just want to make sure people are thinking about it. I'm going to have to buy some lucky eggs for this one, too. Feels bad. I should clarify. We didn't say it specifically, but the the 7K on an excellent curveball first throw bonus is with a lucky egg. on. Yes. Otherwise, it's like 35, 36. Yes, this is, this is assuming because excellent gives a thousand times three is three thousand and then double. It Allegedly, it's, it's three thousand. I wouldn't know that's math. I don't know. We, we don't do math around here, right? Uh, uh, no, I was told no math this episode. That's your one math equation for this one. <laughs> 1,000 times three? You're <laughs> spoiling me. <laughs> um, next up, Pokemon storage. You got to make some space. If you're not at the maximum storage, especially, you got to make some space. On average, I usually catch about 1,000 Pokemon on a community day when I'm actively trying. But I will probably catch more for Gable Day, I hope. <laughs> But you know what your level of play is. You know what you kind of want to expect for your inventory. Nobody really wants to stop and transfer Pokemon as you're playing, especially because those could be prime trading fodder. You never know. And lastly, it's a new one since we did one of these, I'm pretty sure. Mega Evolution. It's finally worth mentioning to me. For those who don't know, you get plus one candy. When you catch a Pokemon that matches the type of what you currently have evolved. Gable is a dragon type. Therefore, you want to Mega Evolve a dragon. Your choices are Mega Charizard X, Mega Ampharos, or Mega Altaria. Pick your poison. 
It doesn't need to be your buddy. You don't need to do anything. You just need to have it as the only Pokemon Mega Evolved at the time of the event. I think this will finally be the time where I register Mega Ampharos because I haven't had a good excuse to do so yet. <laughs> I will probably do Mega Charizard. I haven't done any Mega Evolutions. Coward! You coward! Mega Charizard I, X! Come on! I don't think I rated Ampharos. I don't think I have any Ampharos energy. Oh all. my gosh! Come on! No. <laughs> I, I have not hair. done I have done maybe is there a badge for it? I have done maybe five mega raids. There, there is a badge for mega evolutions. Oh well that's that I don't care about that. I just want to know how many raids <laughs> I did. I did a handful of Gengar. I did like two Charizard and like one Blastoise. Oh sorry, here there, there's actually two mega evolution medals. There's successor, which is mega evolve Pokemon any of them just do the mega evolution yeah. x number of times the fir- the first badge is once then it's 50 then it's 500 and then a thousand and then mega evolution guru is mega evolved 24 different species of pokemon for the second tier just one for the first tier 36 for the third tier and 46 for the platinum tier my mega evolve my successor medal is at two 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 Mine's at 18, and I feel like I never do it. I I don't ever do it. Clearly. That said, I do have I do have a not insignificant amount of mega energy for stuff sitting around. Like I have 1800 Gengar energy. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> In case you guys are curious, I did walk uh, a Gengar and it was excited very often, so there's that. But Okay. Anyways, we got off topic. That's okay though. Because pick your poison on what you want to evolve and just do it. It's going to be great. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. And honestly, this feature is probably why we don't see uh, double catch candy for community days anymore. (laughs) Because now you can make it whenever you want by doing this and using a pin berry. True. Um, And that's a good way to get people to, to use the feature that they otherwise might not use or evolve certain Pokemon that they might otherwise not use. So yeah, I, in my opinion, this is the only time that this feature is worth it during community days, <laughs> just because you can't control exactly what you're catching. Any other we time. Will, we will see what you feel about this when we get to day two for raids. If we're trying to speed raid uh, for go fest, you might feel differently about megas at that point. Uh, I mean, it depends how fast raids will turn over. But and we'll and by that, and it also depends on what we're raiding. But but by feel differently, I mean, you might mega evolve one thing and then do some raids. <laughs> but like, look at it this way. We we already know a, a fair number of people going with us, mm-hmm. ignoring the public playing. We already have like a two thirds full raid lobby. You will sneeze in the Pokemon, even if it's five star, will be dead in 25 seconds. Yes, but but it's a half a sneeze if you're all mega evolved. If you all mega evolve, you save like three seconds at that point. Yeah. And it all matters, man. Three seconds yeah. over like what? Eight hours. That's a big deal. That's only if you have raids to constantly raid. We should. We should. We hope. The place. No, no, no. I did. I did some online scouting. I took a you look. Did? Are you I sure did. the maps are up to date? Because the last uh, time I looked at, at maps, they were very out of date. <laughs> uh, if it's out of date, then what they have of out of date plus whatever it should have been added since then would make it even more ridiculous. And it looked ridiculous so far. Uh, I mean, I've seen out of date and it's been worse, but OK. Yeah, but not downtown areas, dude. I, I hope so. 
No. I hope so. We'll be good. We'll be good. Stop. Okay. Bring the positivity back. I, I want a little bit from you. the positivity. All right. Well, it's my job. It's also my job to make sure the flow of this show continues on. So thank you very much, Kyle, for that gear up. I'm very excited for Gibble Community Day. Everybody is naysayers or otherwise. Even if you don't like Mega Evolution or ever turn the music on in your game and you really don't like hatching eggs. And, you know, I'm not calling out somebody in particular, but that person I bet would also be excited about Gibble Community Day. Am I right? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. If if they exist air quotes all right pokalore is next and this week kyle says we've done this before but i'm not entirely sure i can't remember either but this week we're covering ponyta and rapidash the fire horse pokemon and galarian ponyta and rapidash the unique horn pokemon now i will say we're covering this for the galarian forms in particular but it felt incorrect to not cover the regular ponyta and rapidash form as well so First up is Ponyta. Ponyta is an equine Pokemon with cream-colored fur. It has brown eyes and triangular ears with reddish interiors. Yellow and reddish-orange flames form its mane and tail. The mane forms a short crest on top of its head and a short strip down its back to its tail. Additional flames are present behind its elbows and knees. The fire appears about an hour after hatching. It has four long legs, each ending in a single gray hoof. These hooves are said to be ten times harder than diamond. Enact the shock absorbers. <laughs> nice. There it is. There it is. Wait, po- those are so <laughs> contradictory to each other. We have to be like, oh, sh- that, the way that they're shock absorbing. It's they're, just like they're really ten times tough harder than diamond, but they're also shock absorbers. This, yes. Their hooves are made of. Their hooves are made of vibranium from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Obsidian from the Minecraft Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Ponyta are relatively lightweight for their size, having extraordinary jumping abilities and capable of leaping tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> However, a newborn Ponyta is a weak runner and is actually barely able to stand. It gradually strengthens its legs and becomes faster by chasing after its parents. In the anime, it is shown that Ponyta can control its flames so that its rider is not burned by them. Ponyta live in grasslands or plains or anywhere that they can run freely. But the real star of the show in the Galar region, Ponyta has adapted to forests by being exposed to the life energy from it. It has chalk white fur, long purple and blue cloudy fur that is also on top of its dark purple hooves, purple eyes with light blue irises and a purple and white horn on top of its forehead. Galarian Ponyta can absorb the life energy located in the atmosphere and store it in its mane which will then become more colorful and potentially release a shining glow if there is a lot of energy to use. The small horn contains a healing power. Ponyta can heal any slight wounds with a few rubs from its horn. By looking into the eyes of a person, it can read the contents of the heart. Should Ponyta find any evil, it will promptly go back into hiding. As shown in the anime, Galarian Ponyta can send pleas for help in the form of visions to people, even if they're from another region i like how ponytail's like oh it's getting it's getting hot in here i'm gonna go home <laughs> that's awesome next up is rapidash rapidash is an equine pokemon with cream colored fur and a pointed horn on its forehead it has small red eyes and triangular ears with reddish interiors yellow and reddish orange flames stream from the back of its head to form a long flowing mane a short version of the mane trails down its back to an equally fiery tail Flames are also present on its fetlocks. It has slender legs, each with a single black hoof. 
Rapidash is a very agile Pokemon. It runs at about 150 miles an hour, or 240 kilometers an hour, chasing everything that moves in hopes of racing it. With incredible acceleration, it reaches its top speed in only 10 steps. At full gallop, its hooves barely touch the ground. The faster Rapidash goes, the longer the swaying flames of its mane will become. At an all-out gallop, its blazing mane sparkles, a feature that is said to enhance its beautiful appearance. Rapidash lives in grasslands, but can also be seen on mountains in Pokemon Snap. Canon content for sure. All right, move aside, regular Rapidash. Here she comes. In Galar, Rapidash takes on a new form with a white coat, pale blue eyes, and a long curly mane and tail colored in streaks of pastel cyan and pink. Its horn is much longer than that of regular Rapidash, and it's deep violet in color with a spiraling, spiraling white line running its length. Its fetlocks are adorned with long pink fur that stores psychic energy, which gives it a swift, airy gait and has deep violet hooves. Galarian Rapidash is known for being prideful and brave. It can channel its psychic power into a powerful psycho cut from its horn that can pierce through sheet metal. I love this Pokemon. I think the Galarian forms are just adorable. Stats, max CP level 40. These are stats for the Galarian forms, by the way. I should say I didn't pull the stats for the regular ones because I don't know. <laughs> no, that's all right. Max CP for Galarian Ponyta. Sorry, Galarian Rapid. Max CP for Galarian Rapidash at level 40 is 2461. At level 50, it's 2782. <laughs> and that's due to, well, these stats. 163 stamina, 163 defense, and 207 attack. Best move set if you find yourself in a situation where you are forced to use this Pokemon. Psycho Cut and Psychic. And then you can also use Play Rough. It is a Psychic Fairy type. You got some coverage there for, for Stab with the Psychic move set and some Fairy coverage. And that's pretty much it. Any love for Galarian Ponyta and or Rapidash, Kyle? I love Galarian Ponyta. I don't like Galarian Rapidash. Okay. I think Galarian Rapidash is a boring evolution to Galarian Ponyta. Really? Yeah. I think it is a little too My Little Pony. It just gets bigger. But that's and true I, of regular Ponyta and Rapidash. I thought that too. was a flaw of regular Ponyta too, but Rapidash has a really cool like story kind of behind it. The way the Poka lore even described it was pretty cool yeah and i just i don't know when when they announced sword and shield and we finally saw galarian ponyta i'm like that's amazing and then i saw galarian rapidash and i'm like that's exactly what i expected <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, that's disappointing to you and it was disappointing yeah i see i understand uh i have lots of love for both of them but i would agree with you i think galarian rapidash is is less than in comparison to galarian ponyta in regards to design but that being said much love to both of those and their original forms ponyta is og so very very cool but let's move along here into the poke poll Last week's question was, what's the one thing you're hoping for the most from GoFest 2021? Not with the hindsight of knowing a lot of the features now, but that's okay. <laughs> there were some responses for this that I did not include because they were one or two words. Some very popular ones were hanging out with people or something 
quite like that. Uh, not being disappointed was a popular response. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. So I included some email responses we got that were a little bit longer and a couple of other written responses that were also longer because I thought that they were interesting. But the first answer, the first response is from Barry Cherry. They said, it's my first GoFest, so I don't know what to expect. I'm like a kid all hopped up on sugar and ready to go. Can't wait. Well, then it can't go wrong, right? It's, it's all in, positives. You're in for a good time. To be fair, if you went to the first GoFest, it was also all positives afterwards. So, because it was so bad. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, no. All right. We, we, I thought we said we weren't going to talk about it anymore. Uh, I have to bring <laughs> I it still up. Have, I still have sunburn from <laughs> GoFest, the original GoFest. <laughs> uh, I got to bring it up like every couple months. Yeah. Then his next response is from Modders. Hello, gents, for this year's GoFest. I'm hoping to meet up with friends old and new for a grind session that is so full on, I'll need to take the following Monday off work to recover. <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice if my aunt had to drop some sort of new feature. Don't mind what it is, as long as the event as a whole feels balanced and doesn't prey on a trainer's FOMO. I think they did a pretty good job of, of doing the free version, the lowered barrier entry with the price and stuff. So I hope that you're satisfied, Modders. Next one's from Brett in the form of an email. They said, what I would love to introduce at GoFest, never going to happen, is introduction of Go forms of Pokemon similar to Alolan, Galar, etc. Example, a bright red fire normal Snorlax or a golden electric Gyarados. Any Pokemon, just the concept. One shows the commitment of Pokemon Company to Go being a valuable part of the franchise. And two, Go form, so non-canon, similar to how we have Team Go Rocket instead of just Team Rocket, so as to not influence the main series. Really opens the longevity of Pokemon Go beyond where we catch up to all main series releases. Think future events introducing more Go forms. Think big. Far beyond just, yay, some random Pokemon already in the game is now shiny. (laughs) This is a cool idea. I would love to see something like this, although I'm not sure... If um, Pokemon Company would allow them to do that. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be at the permission of the Pokemon Company done injunction. Niantic it would, is not, no, I, I don't even think it would be injunction. I think they'd be like, this is what you're doing. I mean, Niantic is not smart enough to design its own Pokemon forms anyways. Um, I think but, they could be. They just don't have a department for it. They would have to make one. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Either way. It's a neat idea, and honestly, I won't write it off completely, but I will say that's going to have to wait till like, Gen 9 happens. Yeah. yeah. Gen 9 will happen. By the time Gen 9 happens, Go will have caught up to the main series game or be very, very close, and then they will have to address that issue. It will at least be a conversation being had at that time for sure. Yeah. Next one's from G Polyrath in the form of an email yet again. Hey, Chris and Kyle, G Polyrath here. Something that'll be really cool is if we had the option to work through GoFest research as teams. I'm a big fan of special research, so usually I think of events through this lens. So you could register as a group, let's say five to ten people, and each contribute to a pool of common goals which would scale up to the challenge and rewards relative to the size of your team. This would allow people who enjoy different mechanics to play how they like during GoFest and still work toward the team goal. Separate people could each work through tasks or rockets, raids, catching, friendship, gifts, etc. A lot of people made international or otherwise physically inaccessible friends during the pandemic. 
And I think this would be a really good way to allow for fun collaboration without necessitating being in each other's physical presence. What do you think? Thanks, G. Polyrath. I would love this. I'm of two minds. <laughs> okay. The mind number one is the like the, just the Pokemon Go player. This is really a cool idea. It's cool to try and bring other players together and stuff like that. Number two is the min-maxer in me that plays every game that I like in an unfun way so that I can be the best I possibly can be. And oh, be yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. And be like, all right, so if I do this solo, I get this. But if I do it with the maximum group size of 15 people, I get this. So suddenly it's not a reward for doing it with a group. It's the default and the people doing it alone are the ones getting less. Kyle, I would tell you right now, if this happened, you'd have to find somebody else to play with. I would not do this with you. <laughs> I mean, first off, I'm pretty sure I could find other people to play with. Okay. But all right. Okay. That that said, I don't believe you. So well, I no, 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 man. If, if there was like a, we have to do this and you have to min max it. I'd be like, I'm here to have fun. I want to succeed for sure. And you're like, no, I printed out the spreadsheet. Here is all of the optimal counters for everything. I did a week's worth of work. You got to follow this and you'd be on me about it all day. And I would just want to kill you at the end of the day. I mean, I would <laughs> still be on you all day, regardless if we were doing it with each other or not. That said, if I printed out and handed you a spreadsheet, I'm pretty sure you would like cry. Yeah, tears of joy. <laughs> tears of joy. To to clarify, that's true. I just think I I think in particular it kind of depends on the nature of the content, I suppose. But I think maybe I would I might opt for a solo experience instead of a group one even if the rewards are greater, it kind of depends on what they are, just because that's the way I like to do research, even though I like this idea of collaborative play. Like like research is the solo experience, it's a single player experience for me. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. It's it's a single player experience because it's been a single player experience. Yeah. But if it wasn't anymore, you might feel differently. Maybe. Maybe. Last one here is also an email from Fraser. They said, hi, guys. Answering your question, my answer is as much as I would like to see some cool five-star raids with legendary Pokemon, maybe Primal Kyogre and Groudon. And maybe some others we haven't seen in a while for normal spawns, possibly Phoebus, Sandile, or maybe Dino as a fairly hard to find Pokemon. Thanks a lot, Fraser. I I can I, I don't see the primals happening just because they can build an entire event of their own around those. <laughs> I would love to see Sandile and Dino raids, but you can miss me with those Phoebus raids. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that that's hard to come by now, but man, we've just had so much Phoebus. Although if you started in the last like year, you probably would not feel so bad about Phoebus. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's like, what I'm saying. But before that, if you've been playing for like two years, two year plus, you're sitting on a pile of them. Yeah, I've got it, it, hundos. I've got shinies. I'm good. It was the worst 10K hatch for a long time. <laughs> it really, really was. That said, I, I really don't want to see Kyogre and Groudon for this raid day. Um, I do if they get their moves and slash or they were primal forms. Yeah, but they're not going to do either of those because those are money makers and they're yeah. already making money with the, the event. Those are event carrying features. Yeah. So they would be in their own event, I think. Now, if we see Dialga and Palkia come out with the shiny, that's pretty good. That'd that's pretty actually cool. pretty good. So... So for this week's Pokepole, what is one feature in Pokemon Go that you wish Niantic would overhaul? And what changes would you like to see? 
I got two answers, both in the exact same vein. So I think it's okay to include them. Gyms and Pokestops. I think gyms more than Pokestops, but gyms need an overhaul as a feature really, really badly. Like that needs to be the next focus of something that is not adding something new to the game, in my opinion. And then Pokestops, we just have talked about it before. More varieties. Not every stop needs to be the same Pokestop. There's so much opportunity there. And Niantic's other games take advantage of that. So I just think it's a missed opportunity. Agreed. That's a good point. For me, it's raids. Um, I think raids have been fine for a while, but they lack something in particular. And that thing is nuance. (laughs) Regardless of what you have, you (laughs) tap, tap, tap until your bubble gets full and then you hit the button and then it does a thing and then you do it again. And yes, you can dodge. You can move side to side. But pretty much everybody agrees that if you're trying to do this quickly, it's better for you to not dodge at all and face tank things more often than not and just bring more copies of that Pokemon if you want to go through things quicker. I mean, that is not true if you're short manning, though. It's not true if you're short manning, but short manning is a very, very, very small portion of rating. Technically true, but yes, it's it's an important part. But I think that if there is going to be a core feature like that, it should be more rewarding. If I dodge, it should reduce the damage more than it does now or something like that or give you like a damage boost for a little bit of time when you successfully dodge or something like that. Like, give me more. Like, I want to be good at raiding and make that mean more than just I've spent more money than somebody else on raid passes. You know what I mean? It needs to be more engaging. I definitely agree, although the damage reduction from dodging is actually, it's like 80% or something. Yeah, it's it's it's, bananas. It's massive. I'm just saying it's not enough to compel me to dodge every time. It makes Pokemon like Gengar actually viable, so, (laughs) because (laughs) speed. I definitely agree, and I think the game has evolved enough to the point where they could come up with a new system for raids. The question is whether they need to. Like, for the purpose raids serve in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I just think that, like they did with PvP, when they added, instead of just tapping the one button to make more swipe mechanics to make each of the charge moves more interesting. It was because people were getting carpal tunnel, though. <laughs> yeah, but that's true of raiding, too. You're just tap, 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 tapping all the time. you don't have to do as many, like, you don't have to tap, 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 tap that fast. People do it because force a habit, but your your skills do have cooldowns. I, I know. I understand that for sure. I'm just saying there feels like there is more that could be done similar to what they did when they updated the yeah, charging sequences. I, I in do agree. PvP. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dear listener, if you have an answer to the question, what is one feature in Pokemon Go that you wish Niantic would overhaul? And what changes would you like to see? You can answer the question we posted on Twitter. You can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. You can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Or if you're a patron, you can answer in our Pokepole channel in our patron Discord. That's where we pull some responses from as well. Now, before we get into the final segment of the show and then goals shortly after, it's time to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E for another edition of the PvP Corner. This week, they're going to be talking about the new Sylph meta for June with a focus on regionals. Over to you two.
Hi, I'm Fish and Ahita. And I'm DeFiE250. And this is PvP Corner, the 152nd Kanto Pokemon. DeFi, what's happening in PvP this week? Well, we are finished with the ranked part of Go Battle League. We're in the last week of this season, the season of Legends. And now we can just do Kanto Cup for fun. What have you really noticed for Kanto Cup? Have you played it at all? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I've played a little bit. Um, I just picked three Pokemon that seemed like they'd go all, all right together. <laughs> um, and like I've, I've been really uh, the last few weeks in GBO just really focusing on Pokemon that I find fun to play and so at the moment that is Wigglytuff, Lapras and Raichu which I have carried over from my Commander Cup tournaments and that has been a lot of fun and I'm winning a lot. What about you DeFi? I have had a lot of life going on, so I haven't really gotten into Go Battle League for this week yet. I'm, but when I do start, I do have a team picked out. I want to use Alolan Graveler, Beedrill as a safe swap, and Pidgeot in the back. Agrav and Pidgeot have those really long, heavy, fast moves that I don't super love to use, Volt Switch and Gust. However... Pidgeot just walls Alolan Marowak, which is a super popular pick in Kanto Cup. And Alolan Graveler, you just generate energy like crazy. And also beats Alolan Marowak, which is, again, a really popular pick. And I mentioned last week, I really want to use Beedrill. It gives really good coverage to your triple charm teams. And Drill Run, again, beats AWAC. <laughs> So I guess I'm I am running a line and my goal is to just beat that super common pick of Alolan Marowak. And it just seems like a lot of fun. It does. Yeah. And I've totally forgot about your aversion to long, fast moves. So I'm surprised that you are going with that. But I'm glad it's working out for you. So now that we are kind of wrapping up Go Battle League, I personally set a goal this season that I didn't quite hit. I wanted to hit Elite, but as I've mentioned a little bit, lots of life happening, lots of stuff going on in life. So I really want to try Elite for next season. But we're in the Commander Cup. I've had a very middling performance, very, very average. And one of my biggest issues with this month was an unforced error for those sports fans out there. What happened, Fish, was I was very excited. I swept the GoCast podcast Discord tournament. I won 4-0. I did very, very well. I did see that. Well done. You know what I did, Fish? No. What did you do? I unchecked the box to rank it, and I never rechecked <laughs> it. Oh, no. Oh, so no, I concluded the tournament and now it's just, you know, like my times two tournament instead of my times 10. And all my other tournaments are going very poorly. I'm actually 0-3 in one of them right now as we speak. Makes me very sad that one of these other tournaments that I'm not doing so well in is going to be my 10 times rank for the month. Or I could just not 10 times rank anything is another choice I have. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, I hope you can make it into the top 1,000 for June. Uh, but speaking of June, we have our meta for regionals. Regionals is coming. It's here, DeFi. I know. My regionals is coming up super soon. But Fish, I'm really nervous. In my little Wisconsin regional tournament, the number eight player, the, t the rank eight player in the entire world is in my regional tournament. Rise wow. to Occasion is also from Wisconsin, and I might have to play him, and I am 
very nervous about it. <laughs> oh, well, um, that was fun while it lasted. Thanks for playing. We'll see you next season. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'm very excited for regionals. How about you? Yeah, I'm super excited as well. My regionals is happening on the 19th of June. There's going to be 19 of us. There's unfortunately so few players in Australia that um, they had to combine my state with the state next to us. But um, I, I do happen to be the highest ranked out of all of them, which is something I can lord over people until I lose in round two. Well, we will definitely keep everybody posted as regionals approaches. But let's dive into that meta. Are you ready, Fish, for our deep dive this week? Let's do it. DeFi, I think this is something that you you clearly knew was happening, and you, you predicted this last week. I did. Triptando where Tristan asked us about what metas we liked, and I specifically brought up the cliffhanger meta. And... This meta that we have this month is very similar to Cliffhanger. It's like if the Ghost Stadium Cliffhanger meta and Retro Cup from GBL met up, fell in love, and had a baby. That would be this Venture Cup that we have for June. The premise of Venture Cup is that you are building a team with a budget of 20 points. Each Pokemon has a value from 10, 6, 4, and 1 point, And you are building your team of 6 with that in mind. Dark, Fairy, and Steels are banned, just like in that Go Battle League Cub we just did. Also, Chansey is the only individual unique ban. So you've got 20 points to spend on building this team of six, and all the Pokemon that are eligible for this cup are split into four different tiers of points. The first tier is worth 10 points, and there are six Pokemon that are in that category. They are Cresselia, Frostlass, Altaria, Hypno, Alolan Marowak, and Lickitung. They are all very, very popular, very strong Pokemon, particularly in this meta. And so you can really only go with one of those Pokemon if you do choose to pick from that tier. The next tier down is six points, and there are 15 Pokemon that fall into that category. Below that is the four-point category, where there are 24 Pokemon to pick from. And then anything else that is eligible in the meta and not in any of those other tiers, they're worth one point. Taking a look at the meta simplified, it is going to be super similar to Retro Cup. With Fairy Steels and Dark Types out of the way, there's going to be a few types of Pokemon that are really going to get a lot of this spotlight. Psychic and Ghosts are two of them. They love having Dark Types gone. Dragons do really well without the fairies there, no charmers, and fighting actually becomes really pretty important here. I'm not sure about fighting types as much because with the the fact that psychic and ghost becomes more popular, obviously fighters generally hate psychics and, and ghosts, and then uh, the fact that darks and steels are both taken out of the meta means fighting loses a lot of their main targets as well. So I'm not not actually sold on fighting in the meta yet. Well, let me try to sell you a little something. I'm taking a look at the number one, two, three, four Pokemon in PV Poke right now for the Silk Venture Cup. Number one is Lickitung, two is Regirock, and four is Licky Licky. So we've got some big, bulky, normal, and rock types right up there in the top. 
you're gonna want to see some fighters because those normal type Pokemon, Licky Lick a Tongue and Licky Licky, having um, Lick are gonna be super common. You're gonna see a lot of those because they work really well. They beat your psychic types. They beat your ghosts because ghosts can't really damage them. You're gonna need a fighting type on your team to counter some of these powerhouses. That's fair, but um, you're not gonna see because of the whole point value structure of the of the meta you're not going to see all three of those in any team like uh, nobody's going to bring licky licky and lickitung i hope nobody brings licky licky and lickitung on one team so the the worst you'd probably see is lickitung and regirock or licky licky and regirock but still if you don't have a fighter you don't have a counter user you're going to be in trouble also because dragons are so good you're going to see more ice types and you know what beats ice types fish Oh, hang on, don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) It's fighters. You want counter users to beat a lot of these ice types. So I think fighting is going to be super important. It may not be the key type in this meta, but it is definitely going to have a place. Yep, no, that's fair. Yep, you you convinced me. Excellent. (laughs) Unfortunately, everybody, this, this meta involves some math. And I was told there would be no math. So I'm a little disappointed. But it's not super complicated math. You just have to be able to count to 20. Sorry, just quickly. Who who told you there'd be no math in this point builder meta? Just, <laughs> I don't have a good comment. <laughs> in general, it's just I was told there would be no math. So we have a few different point combinations to take a look at to get the most out of your budget, the most bang for your buck. One way you can go is you can get just a couple of these really good meta Pokemon and then fill out the rest of your team with one point picks. So one example is you could do a 10 point Pokemon. So maybe a Frostlass or a Hypno. A six point Pokemon. So maybe your Licky Licky or your Munchlax or your Dugong, something worth six points. And then fill out the rest of your team with four one point picks. Or you could go with two six point picks. And then that would leave you with a four-point pick and three one-point picks. So again, kind of like half your team is really heavy on high-point picks, and then the rest are one-point. Or you can go a different route. You could go a six-point pick, three four-point picks. So that's four members of your team being on those higher tiers, and then only two one-point picks. So it's really going to depend on how you want to build your team and where you want to spend those resources. Those are the the three kind of standard point breakdowns to get the most from your point budget. But, you know, uh, I've seen people during cliffhanger cups go in with, you know, five point teams. So if you if you want to splash out, then this is a meta that I think will allow you the opportunity to do that. I think there's a lot of room to be creative with your team this time. So I, I look forward to seeing some of the teams that crop up. If you are looking to build a team on a budget, there are some picks that you can kind of swap in and out that are kind of cheaper options than some of their counterparts, which can help you to make the team that you want for under 20 points. So for example, Lickitung is in the 10 point category and it's basically up there just because it's so bulky and then so spammy with its lick and body slam. But if you don't want to spend those 10 points, There are other options, such as Licky Licky, its evolved form. It's still got the Lick and Body Slam, and its second move is Shadow Ball instead of Power Whip, which, you know, probably could be even more useful because there's so many 
ghost and psychic Pokemon running around. So Licky Licky is a good option. Snorlax is another one, and Munchlax. They both also have that Lick and Body Slam damage. Altaria is another 10-point Pokemon, and we all know what Altaria does, but you can do very similar things with really any other dragon-breathing Pokemon. So one of my personal favorites is Kingdra, which is worth 6 points, and Kingdra, with its second typing of water, it means its only weaknesses are Fairy and Dragon. And since Fairy is removed from the meta, it really only has to worry about other dragons, which makes it a pretty reasonable safe swap. Another couple of options are Dragonite at 4 points and Gudra at 4 points. And Gudra is kind of untested, largely untested in competitive PvP right now. So if you can make that one work and you want to make that one work, you'll probably put a lot of people off. A couple other picks. Talonflame is a six-point pick. We've been seeing a ton of Talonflame everywhere in Go Battle League and in the Sylph Arena, especially since it's Community Day. But that kind of left its predecessor, Charizard, on the bench. Charizard's a one-point pick. It can do a lot of the same things Talonflame can do. It has Fire Spin as a fast move, your Community Day move of Blast Burn, and then it has Dragon Claws, a really good baity coverage move. One thing it does lack, though, it doesn't have that big nuke brave bird coverage move, but it does have overheat if you want to be spicy with that. Oh, I do like that. Mm-hmm, it does. So if you do want to run a little bit of spice, you could could use overheat. Jellicent is another pick at six points, another really popular pick both in the Go Battle League and the Sylph Arena. Driftblim does largely the same thing. They're both Pokemon are super, super tanky, and they have really good movesets. Jellicent can run Bubble Beam to debuff, and Driftblim runs Icy Wind, and I personally prefer Icy Wind. It's also just such, such a good Vigoroth counter. Like, you couldn't ask for anything better. A lot of people love using Vigoroth as their safe switch, that becomes a lot harder for them to do if you're running a Drift Blim because it triple resists the counter of Vigoroth. It also double resists Body Slam and it double resists Bulldoze. So it just can't do anything to a Drift Blim. Medicham is another popular option. That one's worth six points, but you can get similar results actually running Wobbuffet in the four-point slot. It is a psychic Pokemon that knows counter and you're using it slightly differently where Medicham just has it's a really balanced Pokemon like it it has some bulk but it's also got some great coverage and gets to the moves quickly enough Uh, Wobbuffet its big advantage is its HP it has you know uh, I think its HP is in like the seven figures and um, you'll just be able to outlast so much kind of in a similar similar way Lickitung would Everybody loves a good mud boy. Swampert and Whiskash are both four-point picks and are really common in the Sylph Arena. Marshtomp, the pre-evolution of Swampert, is only a one-point pick. Marshtomp is super spammy. It runs Surf and Mud Bomb along with Mudshot as its fast move. The main problem with that is Swampert kind of has Sludge Wave as kind of a really good coverage. Whiskash has Blizzard, which does really well. Marshtomp doesn't have kind of that really big nuke coverage move, but it does have all the same spam that Swampert and Whiskash do have. 
The last one we're going to talk about today is Tropius. Tropius might be a Pokemon that you just don't have. It's a four-point pick, so it's already pretty cheap, but you might just not have access to it because it's only in a few parts of Africa. You might have had to trade for it or be part of an event where Tropius was featured. A really, really good Tropius clone is Jumpluff. It does basically everything Tropius can do. It's a big, bulky grass and flying type. It has very similar moves. Unfortunately, Tropius and Jumpluff do share the charge move of Aerial Ace, which is a garbage flying charge move. Absolutely terrible. I'm on the record as saying that. But they also do a lot of really, really good work out there. So that is Jumpluff is an option if Tropius just isn't available for you. And it's only a one point pick. So it's good for the point budget as well. So a lot of these picks are probably, you know, downgrades to their previous picks. But, uh, you know, I think with this uh, point budget system, some sacrifices do have to be made to create a complete team. So they are options you can explore. We are going to attempt to bring you some more info on this meta as we get closer to our own regionals and kind of explore the meta a little more. I am probably looking at Regirock uh, to put in my team. I think that's the favorite thing that I've seen in kind of my, my team builder exploration so far. And uh, there, is, there is another Pokemon that, oh my goodness, DeFi, um, every single... Every single team I put into Team Builder, they all have the same threat sitting there at number one. And do you, I, th- I think you can guess what this threat is. The number one threat of this meta, the one that we used to say that, no, you don't have to worry about it. Nobody will has, have this, but now people have it. <laughs> yep, one. yep. That would be the one. That is Lickitung. It is just <laughs> everywhere. Like when I close my eyes, it's there. <laughs> it's haunting me. So oh, yeah, I'm going to have to work out how to either get hold of one that is excelled or to be able to handle one. I definitely won't have it made for this June Cup, but I currently am walking my Lickitung. It's the rank two at level 50. His name is Lick Jagger, and I adore him, but it's going to (laughs) take quite some time to level him up to level 50. I really like that, Lick Jagger. It's a good name. I appreciate it. Now, uh, now I need to buddy a, a lick of tongue and, and give it a name like uh, lick, lick James, uh, R- R- Richard Lickson, Abraham lick- Lickin, Lickin, Lickin. <laughs> if you listening have any suggestions of what I can name my lick of tongue buddy, preferably some kind of pun. Send it through to us on Discord or hit DeFi up on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter at the moment. Or send it through to mail at gocastpodcast.com. That's also where you can send through any other questions or suggestions for us to cover on future shows. And in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi. Appreciate the two of you as always. Great segment. Never a disappointment. Not even close. All right, that means we've just got one more big segment in front of us. It's got a name, and that name is emails and one voicemail. We'll start off with this voicemail first. It's from Mega Blade. 
I, my first voice song didn't really come through. It was too long. So I decided to do this. I am level 35 and I've been listening to your podcast for a while, ever since the Mega Obama Snow came out, whenever that was. And just saying, I really enjoy your podcast. And for me, the poker poll, I'd say my dream thing in GoFest would be if the raids were Dialga, Palkia, Mewtwo, and Mega Rayquaza, if they could do that. And finally, I know you've been talking about how Mega Rayquaza would be crazy in raids, but how do you think they're going to do Mega Mewtwo raids? I mean, Mega Mewtwo's CP at regular is 6,000. It's over 6,000 feet, which is a killer. So you imagine it's going to be like 10 million CP in raid. So do you think they could, could do like a single global raid on like this one day, like a global raid day? Or how they're going to do that? Yeah, just wondering how you feel about that. And so keep doing what you're doing. Shiny vibes all, but... uh. Mostly me because I feel like I have four shines. I I have not that many shinies, so I really need more. So shiny vibes all. Mega blade. Bye. Well, mega blade. First of all, shiny vibes to you in particular. It sounds like you need it. So good, good, good luck to you. Uh, secondly, Kyle, the questions about Mega Mewtwo. Uh, how do you think they'll handle it, if any differently than current Mega forms? I think. The question ultimately runs down to how they want to handle legendaries in this form because mega raids are currently like four star or four star plus, I suppose. It's in between what was old four star and what is current five star. If I remember, I don't remember four star raids. I never did them (laughs) because back in the day, you know, there was tier five raids, but we also got Mewtwo released in what we called a tier six raid, but was not actually a number. It had a higher CP than the formula for raids mathed out. A tier five Mewtwo, which we've had since then, has 54,000 CP. And a tier six Mewtwo had 66,000 CP. It was harder. People were not happy about that at the time. People were real upset. But... I mean, that's honestly probably what's going to happen. I think they'll probably make it a hard raid. Something where bringing six people trying to beat it will be more difficult. Maybe that means it's tier six. Maybe it means it's even higher than that. Yeah. Honestly, they will not make a new egg tier for it. But I could see a legendary mega egg just a different design, but it's five star instead of the the mega. I see it two ways, though, Kyle. I see it. They're either going to do something very special for mega legendaries in general. So like mega Rayquaza and mega Mewtwo and stuff like that, or they won't do anything at all and they'll treat them like regular mega forms. And it'll just be what we would expect from like, you know, the addition of another me- regular mega. And I'm really hoping it's the former. I want them to do something special for them. I like what I would love is instead of EX raids ever coming back (laughs) ever would be some special long time investment way to have access to legendary mega raids that you need a group of people to do. Not the EX system, but something that replaces it. That's better. 
and those be the featured Pokemon. I I can see that. I I genuinely think that when we get to this point, it will just be released as the featured. Heck, maybe they just make it the featured legendary raid for that month. They could. Like, they don't even do a mega tier for it. It is just the legendary raid. You do Mega Mewtwo, you catch a Mewtwo, and you get Mega Energy. Honestly, I think they kind of have to do that because if they don't, then it's just too much content because then you would have extra legendaries in the pool compared to what we've had in the past. Yeah, it's tough. And I, and I think we'll we'll probably see Niantic shine in this moment. That's what I'm hoping for here is that they'll think of an intelligent way for us to do this. And even if it is copy and paste, like they put it in regular raids, I'm hoping that the difficulty level is greater. Like you were saying, um, it looks like, again, the math is probably in everybody's favor with Mewtwo. If you want it to be difficult, it's hard to imagine it wouldn't be. But there's also two Mega Mewtwo forms. They might have an entire event around those two. Who knows? There's a lot that could go on here. But really great question, Mega Blade. Thank you so much for calling in and leaving the message. Really appreciate it. First emails from Hugo. And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Hugo here. Just want to share that I had a great week. I caught three shinies from the wild. A Ralts, a Stubble, and my first shiny Alolan Grimer. Yeah. I, nice. I like the shiny Alolan Grimer. <laughs> I caught my first perfect Skaroopy, and I also achieved Best Buddy with my 100% Rayquaza. I started from May 26th and achieved Best Buddy on... I started from April 26th and achieved Best Buddy on May 20th. I didn't use any Poffins, but did achieve the Excited State twice. My question for you this week are, how's your buddy progress with your Rayquaza? Regarding the buddy system, do you think Niantic should add XP rewards for each buddy level, just like the XP rewards in the friendship system? I think we'll add more incentives to get more players to best buddy their Pokemon. I can tell you right now that I would be doing that if there was experience of yeah. a significant of a significant value. I would at least be getting the easy stuff done every day. <laughs> I think that's actually a brilliant solution to make this feature uh, definitely appeal to more people. Um, absolutely. It's one of the only reasons that Kyle and I interact with the friendship system, too. Yep. So they would be great for the buddy system as well. But to answer your first question, I believe that, yeah, we had or you had challenged me to a race or something like that with this. Um, I definitely fell off the wagon with that. I'm like three and a half stars with Quasar, my my <laughs> hundo percent Rayquaza. Uh, I have since since switched to a Panchan because I'm trying to get the evolution in before the event with increased uh, you know dark spawns, which has kind of ended. But there are some still uh, goes completely. So I am taking a break for that. But uh, yeah, congratulations on winning. And and I used Poffins every time I actually remembered to do it. So you really kicked butt. Good job. Really good job. This next email is from Ted. Hello, Chris and Kyle. First off, let me express some sympathy for Drew, too, who accidentally released a good Tyranitar. I, too, have made an error like that. A while back, when batch releasing Pokemon was kind of new, I missed that I had selected some good Mammoth Swines and Swinubs and poof, gone. Ooh, that's heartbreaking. Now, Kyle, I'm saddened that the Rocket Leaders have changed because I wanted more Shadow Aerodactyl and more Shadow Beldum. I blame you specifically for this change <laughs> since you asked for it in a recent episode. Now the Rocket Leaders have terrible offerings. CDOT? Really? However, I do completely agree with you about the Litwick Shiny and gleefully await that community day. Lucky vibes all. Ted, a.k.a. Arkham Patient. Yeah, what gives, Kyle? 
All, all I want to say is I said I wanted different ones. I didn't say I wanted bad ones. <laughs> they could have sh- changed shiny. They could have changed the shadow beldum to something else of equal value. And they didn't blame Niantic on that one. I was thrilled for the Venonat. I'll tell you what. You're only thrilled because you got it. Yes. And it's a bug. Bug boy. Eh, whatever. Big. Oh, don't whatever me. You know, I love my bugs. Be happy for me. <laughs> but thank you for the email, Ted. Really appreciate it. And yes, it is 100% Kyle's fault. Next email is from Kelvin. They said, hey, guys, on a scale of Cosmog to Cosmoum, how are we doing? Wait. Well, so just for those who don't know, Cosmog weighs 0.1 kilograms and Cosmoum weighs 1,000 kilograms. So make of that what you will. I'm like three drowsies in a trench coat. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. That's like that's probably like a, a few hundred kilograms. Yeah, drowsy's pretty tubby. It's 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 a dense Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know because I I want to say I'm like a jump puff. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not that twelve bad. jump puffs holding I'm, hands in I'm a windstorm. I'm not that bad. I'm like not not today at least. I'm a like, drag algae. <laughs> I'm like two or three growlets in a pile. Really? Yeah. Is two or three growlets considered a pile? I feel like it would have to be more than that. Like two or I three think growlets. Three is like dogs laying together, like in a circular form, is a pile. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> Back to the email. <laughs> I met about a Probo Pass this week. That's pretty good. I think nice. Probo Pass is a heavy Pokemon. Feeling good, but it's my second day back at work after a week off. Always tough. After our holiday, we managed to get 12 Klefki each. One of which will be Kyle's one day. I believe that someday will happen. <laughs> it didn't quite. We didn't quite find Omnite at the fossil. However, we did find remnants of some and found a Geodude. A Geode. <laughs> oh, Klefki. God. You'll need one eventually. <laughs> I, do I? Just one for dex completion, yeah. Can I transfer it afterwards? Sure. <laughs> anyway, my answer for the Poke Poll about what I want from GoFest is meet new friends. There's talk about some UK GoCast meeting in Hyde Park, London for GoFest, and I feel like if I put enough pressure on them, I can get modders to make t-shirts. <laughs> I think I've decided on our mascot for GoCast Britain, but I'll let Kyle guess what he thinks it should be. Hint, hint. Have a good one. Kelv cooks drinks custard. Is it Klefki? It, it's it might be Klefki. I it think works. it's Klefki. It works with modest designs. Yeah, it does. It's, it's circular. It, it'll fit perfect. I, it would be I perfect. It. it would be perfect. I'm into that. If you if if all y'all over there in the UK have a meetup, we best see some pictures. I want to see those. That'd be awesome. And I'll be very jealous that I'm not there to hang out and party with y'all in a park and catch some Pokemon and stuff. So maybe one day soon when we get live events back, we can all hang out in person and do some stuff oh man um but related to that this next email is actually from the man the myth the legend himself modders hello gents loving your work as ever just wondering if you could give a shout out to mini mott my son william it's his 10th birthday this week and he listens to go cast with me every week and it would mean a lot hashtag shiny vibes all cheers modders yes 
happy, happy 10th birthday to Minimot. Welcome to the realm of double digits in age. It doesn't get any better than that. I promise you. Now, that's really exciting. And we're thrilled to hear that you listen and enjoy the show. But we're even more thrilled that it's your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday and also shiny vibes. I know you play and I hope you catch a shiny on your birthday. Yep. Everybody deserves a shiny on their birthday. Yes. Last emails from Mitch. And he said, hey, Chris and Kyle, how are you? I'm feeling a little sinister despite the lack of dark type spawning now in part two of Luminous Legends. Why? What's up with that? <laughs> I've been home for two weeks now and I have pretty much adapted to my new work schedule and I'm enjoying my time at home overall. I am playing less, though. Living on a college campus was nice, I bet. So about my Stardust, I've been doing a lot of lucky trades because I'm now home for the majority of the year anymore. Because I'm not home for the majority of the year anymore. And get this, I received a perfect, shiny, lucky Mewtwo in one of my trades. Get what? Wow, you are legally required to delete your account now. I couldn't help myself. I instantly maxed it past 40, about 42.5. And double moved it. I couldn't believe it. It is the peak of my Pokemon Go career. Should I retire? Nah. Yes. No, yes, you, you should. You should. <laughs> it's required. But don't stop talking to us. It's not like we want you to disappear. We just think you should stop playing. Just kidding. Old goals. 10 Evatel caught. Nope. Work is taking up my evenings. Defeat each rocket leader. Yes. No shiny, though. 120 million experience. Yes. Save dust. Nope. Maxed a bunch of stuff, including a Schlundo Mewtwo. We don't blame you for that. I don't I don't blame you either. I spent a bunch of dust on just a Shadow Mewtwo today. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was terrible. New goals. Level 48 and begin working on lucky trades. Oh man. Shiny Galarian Zigzagoon. Good luck with that. Recoup dust. 450k total dust. Shiny vibes all. Returning to streaming this week. Gundam model. Gundam model building stream question mark do it oh I would so watch that uh signed cook's gravy speaking of watching that they make Gundam style mini ply megazords for Power Rangers and I really want to get one but they're also like very expensive for what they are yeah but you'll get your money's worth out of the time you have to invest in to do that kit correctly yeah we'll see i'm they sell out like almost immediately every time they release a new one so uh i bet i'm i may have to see what the next one is and get it well they're building kits are really really fun and i miss making models i haven't done it for years i haven't done i haven't made a model since i made a model car with my grandpa like 20 years ago oh geez maybe we should just hang out and just be bad at it and and stream it sounds great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that'd be great my friend actually sent me a picture of a kit of uh for a magic carp that you can build neat so that would that's an idea but i want to watch mitch's gundam model building stream that sounds really awesome and thank you for sending in the email as always good luck with your goals um and so sorry to hear about that schlendo mewtwo that's just awful awful to hear good it's like that's like Imagine. when chris finally encounters another shiny, shiny plus puzzle. You know what? I think about it every time I see a puzzle and I have not shied away from checking them and I'm like flirting <laughs> with danger every single time. And I'm thinking to myself, if I if I see it, do I just not catch it? No, no, I seeing it doesn't it doesn't matter. Pretend. No, it doesn't matter. If you see it, that's it. You you got to you got it. Yeah. You're contractually yeah. obliged. 
Uh, that's true. I did make a promise. Um, yeah. So <laughs> start over from level one. Goodness me. Anyway, dear listener, if you'd like to send an email like these fine folks did, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail like Megablade did this week to 262-586-7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get our best perk, which is access to the patron discord. That's through Patreon, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash go cast podcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Cyprian Bo, Daniel Zekwacker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, Sports, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you so very, very much to all of you for your continued generous support and helping us keep the digital light on much appreciated but if you'd like to help support the show non-monetarily or that just isn't an option for you you can do so for free by leaving us a review on whatever podcatcher you might be listening on right now that might also have a review infrastructure such as apple podcasts or google podcasts so please do it takes it no time at all it's free and helps us out so much if i could convince you to do so Last but not least, certainly not least, furthest thing from the least, Kyle, we need to set some goals on the way out tonight. And I have already set mine. Would you like me to go first while you think, or are you ready to go? I mean, I'm ready to go, but you can go first. Be my guest. All right. Put my service to the test. Uh, Six million stardust. I'm really close. I'd like to cross that threshold finally. We need to get Chris a spending goal because this is silly. What are you going to do with all that dust? Uh, keep amassing it because I'm just a hoarder at heart. Um, one million experience. Now the three times catch bonus is back on. That'll take me just, you know, one or two concerted days of play, like a couple of hours each. No problem. That should be easy peasy. And I'm going to carry over the one goal from last week that I didn't think I was going to complete. And I don't think I'll complete it this time, but I would like to have it nonetheless. One shiny i don't care what it is it could be anything it could be from an egg it could be from a wild encounter it could be from a trade although that seems like kind of a cheap way to go yeah that's gotta be no no. something give me anything zigzagoon maybe please but i'll settle for anything (laughs) all right kyle what about you all right first and foremost gonna do 45 go battle league matches 45 yes i know that's more but i actually was doing canto cup today and i was having a good time so i'm hopefully i'm hopeful that i will be able to make the time to do that over the week all right next thing is i found out when talking to my dad i have verizon so (laughs) i can take part in the verizon uh thing so i'm going to the event yeah thing that thing (laughs) I'm going to attempt to do that, even though I've already forgotten what that event is. I haven't even registered for it, so I have to go figure out that tomorrow. Okay. Um, and a third one is clean out my Pokemon storage in preparation for Gibble Day. I'm at like 3,300 right now. I'd like to be down to 2,000. And also continue to amass Pokeballs and other resources that I need currently at. 450 pokeballs so anything more than that is a win in my opinion by next week all right perfect 
45 GBL matches, the Verizon event, clean out your Pokemon storage at least down to 2,000, and stock up on items in anticipation of the long-awaited, highly anticipated, glorious Gibble Community Day. Yes. All right. I'm very excited for us next week to set some shiny goals for Gibble Community Day. Um, we it's have, coming. We, we are contractually obliged to set absolutely unobtainable ones this time. Sure. Sure, that sounds good. Although I think when we were setting them for like in the 30s, or at least I was setting them in the 30s, and so was Mitch, that that felt good. That felt like a challenge. It was kind of up to the buzzer yeah. for me. So that was exciting. Uh, but we're but playing in an even more dense gameplay area. Very time. true. I will also say that my shiny goal is heavily influenced by whatever Mitch sets his as. I like the what prices if, right him, except I do one above. What if I, what uh, if I set it? What if I yeah, set it you're, you're, I, I don't know. We You haven't really been into the competitive shiny uh count scene for a while you're a little rusty i mean i beat you last time but your goal was very small in comparison that's because i wasn't expecting to do as well as i did Uh uh-huh you gotta bring back the confidence that's what i'm saying i will next week everyone will find out shoot for the stars get 50 and only catch like four i will cry you already have three you're fine evie day all over again yeah no kidding right anyway uh, let's wrap this up here. Uh, so we'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. This is a longer episode, longer than normal. And we'll see y'all next week for some Ibble hype. Also episode 147. Until then, happy catching shiny vibes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.